Uh, we do love it. We're going to touch on Snapper. We've got a great tip for you. Johnny, well, he wants to ring in and tell us his story. Can't wait. Absolutely. I've got a recipe for you. But first up, would it be the most popular fish out there? We want to chat Snapper. Probably in Australia, yes. Snapper is probably one of the... A 10-kilo snapper is every fisherman's dream, isn't it? Is it? I, well, yeah, I think so. They've got the colour. They've got the eating qualities. They've got the fight. They're a great-looking fish, a big knob on their melon, you know, like they're, yeah. they're just a cracking well, fish. I don't want to brag then before we get into your... Go, no, on, go on, go on. Nah, go on. Here we go. I'm getting closer to the nine kilo again. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good fish. That's a good fish. Got some colour. Yeah, it looks like it's... Uh, that's 10 kilo. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> the cover fish. Oh, the new cover fish. Oh, that is a good fish. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, nice one. You know the funny thing about that? Go that on. Was, that, no, no, that was out at Port Perry. Yeah, so okay. Spencer, Beautiful part of the world. Spencer Golf. And it, we actually went out with, I reckon it might have been Tackle World. Okay. And I was on the front page of Tackle World. Were you? <laughs> With a snapper, oh. and I don't know how to fish, but that well, you got that one, yeah. Interesting because the guy, the charter we went out on, and I go on out on a lot of charters. Yep. Um, he reckons they, you know, that big they swim in pairs. As soon as we hook one, he goes straight down, put another one right next to it. Did you get another one? Yeah, did you? Yeah, there was a couple on the boat. Yeah, it was a big, a big, big day, but uh, yeah. you snappers, what everyone loves, don't they? Wow, that's exactly right. I mean, snapper in Australia, they're like barramundi. They're the southern half of Australia's barramundi, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at places like Port Perry where you went, some of the biggest snapper in, well, I'm going to say the world. Down there in that Spencer Gulf, they hold some of the big, like 25, 26, 27 pound snapper. Yeah. You know, 12, 15 kilo. They're massive, massive fish. But they must breed a lot down there. And uh, you've had the pleasure to go down and fish it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, and even Victoria, well, actually, while we're here, we'll ring D-Mac. Yes. Mate of ours, he knows. He catches. He's an expert. Oh, well, Macca. <laughs> Morning, gentlemen. I'm not sure about the expert, but I'll give it a crack. Hey, no, but you uh, you ride into snapper fishing down there at uh, Port Phillip Bay? Yeah, yeah, Western Port Bay. But, yeah, same, same, same but different. Same, yeah, What's little, a little different, Spider. Is it? <laughs> little. Aren't they in the same spot or not? Probably not even no, in the same yeah. state. Yeah, they're apart from each other, mate. There's a, there's a little island in between them separating them. There you oh, go. Okay. Oh, we've, oh, we've covered that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but you, uh, you and a couple of mates, you ride into your snapper fishing. What's the what's the key? What do you guys do? We are well. Western Port Bay is very tidal, so you really only get two hours either side of the tide. Is your primo your primo fishing because the tide just runs that hard. You need yeah. to have a a large sinker on the end of your line, otherwise you need to get to the bottom where you're not going to get any. Live baits the key. If you can get out and you can get some salmon or some trevally strips or anything like that, or some fresh squid. Um, as with most fish, I suppose, live bait yep. is king. Fresh is best. Fresh is best, absolutely. Um, and there's I, been some. I had a bloke. I was watching a bit of Vision the other day, and I had a go. I go. He said, oh, "I got to go some liveies," and I said, oh, "Are they live?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you kick goals for St Kilda, I tell you. Oh, uh, what else is, is the key? What, what size do you kind of chase? 
Uh, well, everyone wants that that twenty pounder, the magical twenty pound snapper, um, and and they they they're there. They have been getting them regularly. The bigger snapper since they've stopped commercial fishing, the larger fish are definitely there. So they are becoming a lot more regular to get that twenty pounder. I have been lucky enough many years ago in your bay, Port Phillip Bay, to catch one. Oh, that's um, a big snapper. Very good snapper, ten point one kilo. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just have a have a have a little listen to this. I don't want to brag, but this is the fun thing when you travel around Australia. <laughs> no, no, listen, Mac. <laughs> Here we go. No, yeah, come on. It's when you travel around Australia, you're lucky enough, right, yeah. to maybe have a bit of vision and a bit of audio of sometimes when you're catching. And this is uh, me in South Australia at Port Perry, the Spencer Golf. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, I'm getting closer to the nine kilo again. Oh, my lord. I never thought spider would ever catch a fish like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> down, down in Victoria, Mackie, you you get a lot of good fish like that, don't you? It's like, and, and what's the best time? Like, are you summer? Is winter? Like, up here is winter for me, but yeah, pretty much from from October through to December. November's probably your peak. Once that water temperature gets up to around that eighteen degrees, the snapper will come on the bite and get a bit hungrier. Um, so yeah, that that's your peak snapper. Then they sort of go off the bite now over Christmas when they're spawning, and then they'll come back on the bite in another month or so. Before we let you go, is it different because you fish with a, one of your uncles, a Kiwi, and I go to New Zealand, I fish for snapper. We only go 400 metres offshore and we, and we fish for snapper, and they're about 34 to 38. Um, good eating size. Good, good eating Grand size, yeah, good but, in, yeah. but in two metres of water. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, well, we're sort of uh, in around the 6 to 20 metre mark. In, inside the bay, though, like we don't need to go offshore to get them. They do come inside the bay. Yep. But, you know, there's two methods or two rigs that we commonly use here. You'll, you'll have a single hook, which can be a 6, 7 or an 8 hook. Yep. And that'll have, and that'll be a running sinker. And that'll have your, you know, your fresh trevally strip or a, a chunk, a little mackerel chunk or whatever. Yep. And then we'll, we'll have the two hooks where you can, you know, you can chuck on a whole pilly. Um, and again, it'll be two six O's or something like that. So yeah. they're, they're sort of the two rigs we use here for the snapper down here. The old Paternoster. That's like where I'm from. Where I'm from, I'm from uh, southeast Queensland, but we get a lot on placos. The, yeah, right. The, the yeah. gobnobbler, the paddle tail, the shaft shifter. I don't know. They've got that many of them out there they now. They sound like but... your porn names. <laughs> <laughs> the gobbler. Well, that's, that's not the knob gobbler, whatever they are. I mean, there's that many different types of placos and all that. I'm still an old school man. I'm a half a pilly, small pea sinker, float it back as light as you can over the top of a bait school and wait for the zing of the reel, you know what I'm saying? 100%, yeah. I'm, I'm still a bait man myself. Uh, yeah, um, very good. Thanks, D-Mac. No worries, mate. Cheers. Over. Well, they are prize fish, aren't they? They're, they're, the, oh. they're the go-to for a lot of people, especially in the southern states. <laughs> Told you I've got a cook-what-we-catch recipe. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, come on. This might seem pretty basic. I'm scared. No, no, no. This is a very simple, easy recipe. Yep. Now, I might have borrowed it slightly off 
another <laughs> chef from around the world. Yeah. Okay. Who's very, very popular around the world. But I saw him do this, but I've changed it a little bit. Mine's got a little bit more pepper. So you've made it better. I've made it better. With more pepper. Yep. So, so what you do. No matter what kind of fish, normally, you know, you, especially your snappers. And we've been talking snapper, but, you know, you get your good quality white fish. You know, get, yep. your, get your snapper, get uh, anything like that. Yep. You know, not, not your barramundis or anything. But, and all you do is you go to the supermarket and a lot of people travel and they love camping and they're, you know, they're, they're fishing you know, off Fraser or, you know, down in WA or Northern Territory, wherever it is. All over the place. The one thing you can always do is take a simple thing of curry paste. So you don't have to take all your, you know, 20 different ingredients and trying to get the right curry. Yep. So take a, uh, a pendang or a uh, yellow. What's your flavour? Oh, mine's green or red. Okay. Yeah, any, green. any any sort of brand? Oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Nah. Just green or red. Green or red. Just <laughs> green or red curry paste. Okay. Yep. And all you do, you put it on one side of the fish. Yep. Nothing else. Just the curry That's paste. It. Okay, and on the other side. So when you put it in the, the fry pan, okay, you put curry paste down and that cooks into the fish. Is this a fillet or a whole yeah, fish? No, nah, fillet. Fillet, yeah, fillet of the fish. Yep. Okay, so then you, there, and then just maybe put one or two dobs of the curry paste around the pan as well while Ooh, the yeah. fish is cooking. Yeah, yeah. So as we normally cook fish, one third, turn it over one third. Yep. And then the other third will cook as it's kind of resting. Resting, that's correct. Okay. While it's resting, though, while you're cooking the second third, yeah. all right, chuck in about oh, you know, 125 mils, half a bottle of cream. Coconut cream? Well, you can put coconut if you want to start going down that, that Thai feel or that flavour, but it depends yeah. what you want. If you want coconut, you can go coconut. So I go, go normal. normal cream. I go normal. Yes, yeah, sweet. And then you've got the paste already in there. Yeah. So now that starts to boil up. And turn them over and let them cook the one-third. The cream's hot. The curry paste is all through the fish. Yeah. And you have a very simple, basic, but delicious. Yum. Fish curry. Yum. And a whole fillet too. Easy. It wouldn't dry out too much. No. Bit no. of pepper on top. Oh, well, that's the difference between myself and Go. this well-known international. Yeah. I just put two turns of pepper on it. He doesn't put pepper on his. Season later. Season. So you bring it out already seasoned. I've got to love that. You've got to love that. That's absolutely. a chef, Spider. Yep, absolutely. So, and you can cook that up anywhere. Very basic. Great for hunt. Yeah. Because you can just, oh, you know, easy. everyone's got curry paste. Yeah. Just get a couple of nice fillets yeah. and suddenly you've got a little bit of fish curry. Put that on a little bit of rice and a I'll tell rice, you what. A bit of rice. Yeah, it's a cheap meal, isn't it? Absolutely. Especially if you can catch your own. Yeah. Now, I don't know who the, the bloke is you stole that recipe from. I can't reveal. We won't reveal names. No. But we'll just put it out there. If you want, you can steal Spider's Half Dim Sims on the Barbie <laughs> recipe. You won't get his sauce, but you'll get his demos. They're bloody good, I tell you. <laughs> Here we go. Now, this is a call I've been waiting for. Arafura Blue Water Charters. we got Steve on the phone today, and we want to talk to him. And I've, I've watched so many episodes, fishing shows have been on, uh, all the websites to do with it. Arafura Blue Water Charters. Steve, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good. That's the way. Now, you've got probably one of the biggest charter operations in northwestern Australia, I would say. You, 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 you do motherships. You, the, the, the list is Endless, mate. Where yeah, can we... No, we... We do the mothership to um, out near Timor. Yep. To the Australian border. They're five-day charters we do from September to December. Then we do day charters. We do three, four-day charters. So, yeah. And what kind of 
I'm not a yeah. Herb loves his fishing. He he drinks seawater. He just absolutely (laughs) in for it. For me, I'm a charter person, but you know, a couple of days out there probably be yeah probably do me. I'm a day person. But what do you what do you chase for a five day charter? What are you going for that far out? Uh, Well, it's totally different once you get out there. Um, There's I think we counted about 48 species we got there one day. Wow. Um, but you get your dog turs, you get wahoo, you get gold band snapper, you get all your red varieties, yep. amber jacks, you get all sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's like fish soup out there. It's and, really good. <laughs> and, and, and really good quality eating fish too, like with the nannies and the reds and all that. So do you use, do you use cut up fillet, cryvac? For, ha, ha, what's a patron got to expect after a big trip okay. like yeah, well, if I we stick to the bag limits, which is um, fifteen fish per person. Okay. But they end, they end up with a box of fillets, box or two boxes. After the trip, uh, all the fish are filleted, uh, sealed zippy bags. Um, when they get, when they get back, we freeze them all, and then they pick them up the next day in airline approved boxes. Um, take them to wherever they're going, back in you know other states. Even on your day tours, is it a little bit of education? Like if I went out there, I'd learn so much, uh, you know, if I was down there for a few days about different ways to fish, different fish you go for, and also how to respect the water and fish. Yeah, well, the guy, the skippers, are, they've been doing it forever for me um, with the day charters. Like normally this time of the year, which is um, February, is we don't do much, but we had a good day yesterday. The weather was good, so we headed out, and, um, yeah, they come back with a bagged out on Jewies, nothing big. They're all sort of 90 centimetre sort of size. That's a good fish. Yeah. No, that was good, good fish. Are um, they black Jew? Yeah, black Jews. Yeah, they don't release real well, but they're good eating. They, they're good eating. They, no, they don't release. Once you get your one per person sort of thing, we try to move on. You know, you're allowed two, but one per person is plenty. That is, that, that's exactly right. And that's a big thing with fishing too is, is a lot of people get a bit greedy Try to take way too much and it goes to waste. But what? So what's a day charter worth? Like what? What? How much am I looking for to go out for a day with you guys? Well, our price is at three seventy five for a full day. Leaves at six. Back at three thirty. Um, breakfast, morning tea, lunch, everything's supplied. Um, yeah, and all your fish is cleaned and you take it off the boat at the end of the day. It's interesting, isn't it, Steve? Because I, I find that absolutely value for money and Herb who's looking at going around Australia and he wanted to take a boat and I said why do you take a boat by the time you've got your extra fuel and you're mucking around with it I said you just jump on different charters all around Australia yep. and you're able to see different things and learn different stuff as you go yeah I suppose it um, depends what you want to do you know like up here if you've got a small dinghy it's really good for in the harbour yep. you only need you know it's three and a half four metre dinghy you can go and throw your crab pots in and do your stuff up the creeks and that. But, yeah, for the offshore, you can't be the charter, really, because you just jump off the end of the day yeah. with your fish, you yeah. know. And, and the skippers try hard, you know. It's nothing about any secrets. They just try to catch fish every day. Yep. Whereabouts are you exactly? Uh, we're in Cullen Bay. The boats are in Cullen Bay. In, in Darwin. Darwin. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, and we, we have um, a tackle well store also. We've been doing charters for 30 years and the shop's uh, about 30 years also. Yeah, right. I so, do a bit of work for a Tackle World store down here. Yeah, so my son, he's um, super keen, Shane. He's, he's out chasing barra all the time. Yeah, good on him. Have um, you ever come across a tag one, like the, the million-dollar barra? Uh, I haven't. Um, mates have. And, um, yeah, got a 10 grand prize. Yeah, and that did sort he? Of thing. You know the hardest thing with that, it's a nervous because you get the tag, but you don't know if it's ten thousand or a million. 
So you've got yeah. to drive back and then you've got to go into like the headquarters there and they scan it. Oh, and wow. So you've right. got, yeah, you've got an hour and a half, two hour drive of going, is this 10 grand or is this a million bucks? You'd be like, clenching, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. Or, or is it last year's tag or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, that yeah. don't come into play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just uh, before we do, and, uh, you know, look, if anyone is thinking about going on a charter, heading up to Darwin, spend yep. a couple of days around there, they have. Uh, Great, great race meetings. They've got the supercars up there. Yep. It is an absolute awesome destination, Darwin. There's no doubt about that. Where can people get in contact with you, Steve? Mate, they can just ring up Tackle World here, uh, Tackle World Coolalinga. Uh, it's all on the website there. We do all our bookings in, in the shop here for Arafura. Yep. It's all, all done in store. And we can, even if you come up here, if you go and fishing yourself, we can tell you some good information, you know, where to go, what's happening. Because, yeah, uh, awesome. you know, our, our tides vary so much from eight metres movement to down to zero, you know. Like, wow. So it's important to know where you're going and what sort of tides so you don't get stuck out there. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that, uh, you know, even the river systems are completely different. And the other one I love is if we are on a five-day charter, do you eat fish every day? It's up to the people. A lot of is people it? want. Yeah, it's of course. Um, otherwise, you know. You got your dietary requirements. Some people don't eat fish, but a lot of the people that come out are from the city and, and they love to have the fresh fish every day. Hang on. Too. Are you saying that there's people been out there fishing for five days that don't eat fish? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny story in itself. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I yeah, get back and I've got all this good fish and end up giving it to the other people on, on the charter, you know, because really? um, they don't even, yeah. Yeah, so they're obviously yeah. just chasing the sport. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Like, it's a pretty good experience out there, living oh, on the boat. You're on the, you, you, you stay on the boat. We've got a big barbecue. You know, when you're having a feed during the day, you're having a barbecue, you do a bit of trolling for wahoo doggies and that sort of stuff. So yeah. you, you break the day up a bit. You go and have a shower if you, because it's quite steamy that time of the year. Can yeah. I ask for, for the people that would never have done that, what's it like waking up? On the mothership, seeing the sun come up, or just sitting on the back deck, seeing the sun go down. Mate, you can't beat it. Seeing no. that sun go down, and um, with the lights all on, you know, and you get the squid coming around the boat, and all the small bait, and you get the occasional marlin come and stick its nose up around the back of the boat, you know, eating squid. And wow, it's just um, heaven. Yeah, it's That's what awesome. it is. It is. It's, it's awesome. Heaven. I still enjoy it myself after doing it all these years. You know. Good on you. Yeah. Thanks, Good Steve. That's a, we love it. Nah, cool. Good talking to you. Good on you, Steve. Take it easy. That was Steve Arafura, Brewwater Charters out there, Tackle World, Darwin. What a job. You're, you're excited, aren't you? I am excited. <laughs> I want to go there. I want to go there right now. I can't wait. I, I just He's right. You, you cannot be waking up on a boat and, and fi- having a fishing rod in your hand or brekkie cooking in the background. It's, it's a special place for me, Spider. <laughs> I'm done. Flip me over and cook the other side. Well, it's time for our story of the week. One of the anglers, Johnny, got onto our social, said he's got a story for us. Johnny. Yeah, Pete. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, good. And uh, Herb, seriously, what are you doing right now, John? Well, I've just got my Simpsons party pinball back from the repairer. I've just spruced it up, given it a bit of a clean, so I'm about to smash out a couple of uh, games on that. Love it, love it. Can't live without it. I just said to the missus, she goes, oh, you got Windex down here. You got cleaner down here. I said, this thing's got everything. If it was a baby, I'd breastfeed it. <laughs> oh, he's got <laughs> the, the pinball wizard. Simpson. This is the original uh, Homer Simpson. So it's a Simpsons pinball. 
the Simpsons pinball, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, you get up a play field and it, it, you can have five balls going at once, which sort of keeps the brain going. It's actually, it's good to see when you're drunk to see if you should drive home or not. You just get on that and you can't hit the ball. You can't, you can't hit the ball, you can't drive home. Responsibly. It's cool. uh, and you hear this all the time. Beer. <laughs> well, Johnny, yeah. back on the uh, fishing, what happened? Oh, I don't know. Well, it was, um, well, I'd been bound around boats you know, from the age of 18 to sort of, well, right through. And I've launched a few boats in my time. So I thought it was about time I got one of my own. So I got the nice 19 footer with a 150 Merc and it had the, the bow rider. So the, the seats up the front, we used to call it the ensuite. Yeah. And um, it had that. <laughs> so me, me knowing everything, I thought, right, hey, we'll uh, take it down the ramp. It's the, the inaugural, uh, the cast off. So I get down there with a few of the mates and I'm backing it down. All of a sudden, it starts sliding off the trailer. And I'm thinking, geez, that can't be good. Oh, anyway, no. it nearly made the water till it bounced about four times on the ramp. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, then, no. And <laughs> then, then I've gone, oh, dear. So I've jumped out of the car, embarrassed, like, oh, and the, the, the whole body's shaking. I think, what can we do? I've gone, come on, let's get in the water. So I've got a few, few bystanders and we pushed it in. And we're going, oh, you know, that's, um, yeah, that, all right, I feel a bit better. So I drove up the ramp and then I got a mate and he's driving it around and I'm having a look at it and I'm going, it looks starting to look a bit low in the back end. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, so going, it gets worse. I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got quick. So I, I jump back up, I go and grab the, the car, push about 13 blokes off the ramp. I'm coming in, boys. It's going to be drama. <laughs> so I, I back back I back, back down. And we get the winch out as far as we can. So we're winding for about a day and a half to get it back on the trailer. We get it up the trailer. I drive it up the ramp. When we're up the top, I noticed when it come off the trailer, right at the main bung plug, and I thought, oh, I haven't put the bungs in. I put the bungs in, but it actually taken like a, the chunk right at the back of the boat, right where the main bung is, and it ripped that right out. So oh. there was nothing there. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, Bring yeah. out another thousand. That's what boat stands for. Oh, my Lord. Oh, it's just, hey, I've, I've carried a bit of weight, and I've done a few walk of shames on the rides up in the Gold Coast, but that was my biggest walk of shame. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. You, you never live it down, do you? Oh, and all the glowing arrows were flashing, pointing straight at my head. I couldn't even couldn't even point the finger. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> but you know, you know what it was because all the boats I'd launched, this was a roller trailer, and all the ones I had just had the skid. You know, like they just no, so no, you'd no. unhook them always... and you go down, oh. and when they hit the water, you hang, you put the brakes on it, skids off the trailer. Oh, Listen. no. There's always an excuse. Yeah. There's always an excuse. Yeah. Right. Never unhook them. <laughs> Never this, unhook them. This, this didn't need to skin. The only skin that did was down about the last quarter of the ramp, pushing it back into the water. <laughs> hey, hey, and I think there's a few other skids, and you know where they were, too. <laughs> yeah, more, 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 more skids in the start line of the Willowbank racetrack, I can tell you oh, that right yeah, now. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, I... I I had to I had to go home and try out the John Wayne toilet paper. You're probably asking why John Wayne, because it, it doesn't take shit off anything. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> what do you oh, Johnny? Dear. Good story, Johnny. All right, thanks, boys. Have a easy. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and if you've got a story, make sure you do hit us up at our Facebook page. And uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Beautiful. That was excellent. What a story. Yeah, get on the Facebook page. Get your stories to us. Enjoy the week it was. Over.